Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Unapologetic. It's Monday. <laughs> a little today, extra boost on this Monday. A little extra boost on this Monday. Today we're going to be having a very important conversation, and it's one that for some reason we have to have every single year, and that is, are Halloween costumes going to be offensive? Are we going to piss off some culture and be accused of cultural appropriation for what we're wearing on a Halloween? I'm over it. Let's get into it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. Today, I hosted the Dennis Prager Radio Show, which you can check out on Salem News Channel. And I also celebrated PragerU's 500th five-minute video, which I got to be the presenter of. Whoop, whoop. And thank you for the applause. That one's titled, Why Do You Hate Conservatives? It's at PragerU.com if you'd like to check it out now. And of course, it's in my voice, trying to bridge the gap, step across the aisle to have conversations about why there's so much divisiveness in today's day and age. Now, speaking of divisiveness... Halloween is coming up. It's spooky season. It's spooktober. We got the orange and the purple going on behind us. We got spiders crawling around. And of course, we have to have a conversation about cultural appropriation because every single year, every single year, the cultural appropriation Karens come at us for the different costumes that people wear. How dare you let your little white girl dress up as Princess Jasmine? That is cultural appropriation. Pocahontas on a white woman? How dare you? No candy for you. And of course, we're always banging down the doors of white people. It's never in the other direction. So let's have a conversation about it. We're going to... Uh, bounce off or springboard off a story that we found on on TikTok that then an article was written about in the Mary Sue, which is a, a publication I've never heard of. But this is about a, a costume from Pocahontas. Let's watch the TikTok video first and see if you guys understand why this may be offensive, because I didn't get it at first and Taylor had to actually explain this to me. So let's watch. Having a pet Halloween costume contest. So I'm trying to grow a costume together for my pug. Last minute using stuff I already have. I thought, oh, I'll make him the pug from Pocahontas. My husband said, you can't do that because no one will know who he is unless you dress up like Pocahontas. And I can dress up like Pocahontas because no one's allowed to dress up like Pocahontas or they'll get canceled. So how do we look? Okay. Cute puppy. Now let's see the reaction. Okay, what's what's the problem? Who who's who's gonna start the conversation? She's like, who's who's gonna say it? At first, I did not understand this, and then I look at the profile, the name, the username, and it's decolonize you, which basically means you've made leftism and systemic racism your entire personality. But you know, you do you. Um, <laughs> so. I go to the comments and Taylor's like, the problem with her costume is that she dressed up as the colonizer captain guy from Pocahontas. So now she tried to, she tried to avert from the, the cultural appropriation. They will find you. They, they will, still will find, find a way. you. They will find a problem. We should do a show. Uh, we should have played Can You Make It Racist at the end of today's show. And maybe we will if we get there. But she tried to get away from being called a cultural appropriator by not dressing up as Pocahontas and still allowing her dog to be the pug from the movie. So she's like, let me dress up as the white man from Pocahontas. And then she does it. And then they're upset that she dressed up as a colonizer. <laughs> 
You can't win. This is the game, people. You cannot win no matter what you do. You can try to avoid and follow their rules and keep up with every single thing that they ask you to do or not to do or all the apologies that they want from you. But then you try to have a little bit of fun and do so within the scope of the guidelines they've given you. And they're still mad that you dressed up as a colonizer. You can't win. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's like... I'm speechless at this point because there really is, it, this is why you can just not worry about what these people think from the get go. And, you know, God forbid we have a holiday where people dress up and, and as something else, like how are you supposed to dress up as something different if everything different from you is against the rules or there's some politically correct boundary that you're right. violating now? It's like, do you understand what the purpose of a costume is? Exactly. Do you understand what Halloween is for? Do you understand what things like acting are for? It's for being something that you are not. Like, it's totally different if I, or if a white person slaps on blackface and starts walking around and going, oh, so I didn't know how to, you know, talking like that. Go ahead and cancel me for it. I'm half black, so you can't, okay? You can try, but you can't cancel me for that. It's totally different if a white person does that versus if a white person uh, dresses up as Pocahontas or dresses up as Jasmine from Aladdin or Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Those are two different things, and it's done out of appreciation. I can't believe we have to keep having this conversation. A little girl, a little white girl, doesn't dress up as Pocahontas because she hates her and wants to put on a caricature of Pocahontas and of Native Americans. She doesn't dress up as Princess Jasmine because she she hates her. It's because she appreciates her and wants to embody this sort of role model figure that these princesses have been for them. And to deny them that happiness because what? Because you're offended by it? Come on now. My daughter can dress up as whatever, my future daughter, of course, I don't have one now. Uh, but my future daughter can dress up as whatever she wants. And Taylor was asking, like, what do I do if my <laughs> if my future daughter wants to be Princess Tiana, who is a black princess from Princess and the yeah. Frog? And I'm like, buy her the dress and let her wear it. Can and you, I, on behalf of all black people, give me permission to allow my daughter to dress up? I'm giving you all, 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 everybody watching this show, you have an honorary black card and you may dress up as whatever costume you like. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to give out the N-word pass because I feel like it might be a little too controversial for that time. Although you guys know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> I honestly could not care less, even to the fullest extent of, of, of a white person putting on brown foundation. I literally do not care. And it has been done before. Uh, we can look at uh, celebrity, celebrity costume faux pas. Here we have... Uh, Julianne Hoff, I don't know if you guys remember this, she wanted to be Crazy Eyes from, what's that show? Uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah. So she wanted to dress up as Crazy Eyes. She clearly did like self-tanner or a little bit of darker foundation and made her hair and then put on the little prison costume. And the world went wild. Julianne Hoff's a racist. She's a cultural appropriator. How dare she put on blackface for a Halloween costume? My goodness. Do you have nothing better to worry about? Like, really? Was this... So the character was a black character? Yes, the character was a black character. Is that even like, it's just kind of like a darker tone of makeup. It is. It's not even like, anyways. And even if it was, I don't care. I don't care. Like you said, the, the distinction of blackface is the the actual intent of mockery and, you know, going, yes. making it be like, oh, oh, black people are stupid or something like that. Exactly. That's not there. And it's just a matter of like matching color. Uh, that's just trying to accurately reflect reality. That's it. That's all it is, guys. 
I don't even know how much more commentary we can give on this, but we're going to go through different websites that are telling you how to be less problematic on Halloween. But for this colonizer one, and the Pocahontas one, I went to the comments to, to read it, and people are going after and saying, what's getting me is the, quote, no one's allowed because they'll get canceled, end quote. Like, that should not be the way you think about it, babes. So... Because she said I can't dress up as Pocahontas because I'm going to get canceled, people are upset. They're saying you shouldn't want to dress up uh, like Pocahontas because it's wrong. Not because you're going to get canceled. <laughs> like, why is it wrong? It's a it's a fictional character. You you there's there effective effective rules that you're putting on people is you have to stay in your box of whatever your skin color is. You don't get to do you have to just only can dress up as white people and uh, but that's only a one way street and if you're other colors you can dress up as whatever you want yep which i i i can't remember the last time i saw a black person dress up as a white person although i'm sure there's iterations of different characters or whatever it's kind of hard for a black person to put on white foundation and pass as a white person but as soon as i see it you guys better be just as up in arms as you are <laughs> when a white person puts on black foundation or you better say nothing at all to both because it doesn't matter but guys let's learn you know we're trying to step across the aisle i want to know what what's problematic and how can i move smoothly through halloween this year without ruffling any feathers so let's look here are eight problematic halloween costume ideas that you should never attempt never in all caps number one blackface they said unless you're as clueless as megan kelly then you should already know by now that blackface the act of a non-black person putting on dark makeup to caricature a black person is an extremely offensive and racist act that harkens back to 19th century minstrel shows who says who says and it only harkens back to minstrel shows if you say that and if you allow it or if that is your intent and if it's not your intent then no it doesn't harken back to 19th century, century minstry shows. It's like that one TikTok trend that was happening where girls were doing their boyfriend haul with their boyfriends where they say, this is my boyfriend and I bought him here and I got the tall edition. He loves to play football. He's very good at doing this or whatever. And white girls would do that with their black boyfriends. And people started saying it was like a slave auction and how dare you do this TikTok trend with your black boyfriend. It's degrading, it's demeaning. Only if you make it that way. Only if you see it as racist, is it racist? It's about intent, it's about what the person is doing. And if that's not their intent, then by all means, that's not what they're doing. And Megyn Kelly is far from clueless and I'm very much on Megyn Kelly's side when it comes to this debate. Number two, anything that's fat shaming or body shaming. Making light of and poking fun at somebody's body size is just inconsiderate. It's also really lazy and unfunny. <laughs> Bodies come in all different shapes and sizes. So why are the bigger ones the ones that mostly get made fun of? Again, who cares? Do whatever it is you want. And that's always been a subject matter of, of jokes. Now, you can argue that some jokes are offensive and some jokes are demeaning, but that's always been how comedy works. There's demeaning jokes about every single culture, every single race, every single creed, every single body type, everything. You can make a bunch of jokes about skinny people, which people do all the time. And that's okay because it's within your right as a comedian or somebody who's trying to add comedic value to do it. Does everybody have to find it funny? No, but all you can do is go, oh, I don't find that funny. And guess what? You get to go about your day. Isn't that the coolest thing? 
Like, have you guys ever watched old school SNL or uh, the British comedy shows from back in the day? They make fun of fat people, skinny people, people of all races, everything. All the time. Throughout the whole show. And if we can't joke about things like that, then we can't have fun at all as a society. Do you guys just want to have no fun? Yeah, and by saying that any any certain group of people is not... They're not in enough to be made fun of. Yeah. You can't you can't make fun of them because they're too fragile and they can't take it. Yeah. That's like infantilizing and it's the opposite of respectful. Yeah. And jokes are jokes. It doesn't mean that they're actually trying to push you into something or demean you in a certain way. Jokes can simply be what they are. And that is a joke. You can make a joke about a fat person or a skinny person and not feel any particular sort of way towards fat people or skinny people and simply have it be within the realm of the joke you just made. Which is, by the way, like, you know, Halloween is either scary or funny, pretty much, in your costumes, right? right? It's it's mostly like either you're trying to be something, some mythological thing or whatever that from a movie that's horrifying, or you want to be funny and laugh. And so it's in that same vein of comedy and it's in the same vein of the spirit of being in jest. So mm-hmm. the whole point of Halloween is not, you know, oh, well, let's let's dress up as other people that we want to make fun of. Right. Obviously. Yeah. You know, now, if you're if you're deliberately doing that, then it'll probably be clear. And if you want to call someone out for that, go for it. But in general, it's just innocent fun and, and taking away the opportunity for people to just share stuff like Halloween, like sports without being injecting everything with so much politics and so much uh, political correctness. Uh, it takes away our ability to like Inter, uh, inter, engage with one another as human beings and connect mm-hmm. and, and just share laughs and share lighthearted fun with each other. And we have to just charge everything and make it all so pol- polarizing. Yep. And you're doing the opposite of creating racial harmony and you're doing the opposite of creating like a situation that is better for all of society. You're making everything so tense and you're, you're um, heightening the differences, but our awareness of the differences between people rather than just minimizing them. Say, Hey guys, we're all, we're all humans here. Let's have some fun on Halloween. Do what you want to do. Instead, it's all the Karens come out and you have to (laughs) highlight all of the uh, ways we should be offended and be walk on eggshells with each other. We're all walking on eggshells. The next one is anything that's sexist says it's amazing how gendered and sexist seemingly innocent Halloween costumes can be. Take this Halloween-themed couple's costume set from Party City, for example. Why is the male doctor not sexualized and objectified like the female nurses? And since when do nurses wear short dresses, fishnet stockings, and high heels? Oh, I have so much to say about this one. First of all, who do you think is slutifying female costumes? It's not men. It's women. It's women. You could look up any costume and you will find a slutified version made of it and it's because that's what women buy cleopatra how about slutty cleopatra gingerbread (laughs) cookie how about slutty gingerbread cookie buzz lightyear how about slutty buzz lightyear a nun how about a slutty nun (laughs) i should have added that it's it's either scary funny or sexy yes yeah the women go crazy with the sexiness they really do they will like use any excuse on halloween and be like it's halloween that means i get to wear no clothes it's very true (laughs) which again like most of the women that i know or have known you know in your in my life Enjoy that part of it. If they're into that thing, you enjoy the freedom to be able to do that on Halloween because it's a holiday. You set aside this time to not take everything so seriously and have fun. And the men sure as heck don't have a problem with it either. Yeah. It's like girls who (laughs) don't get to dress slutty in their in their normal lives and then on Halloween you get this excuse to sort of just masquerade and be slutty like the slutty pumpkin in How I Met Your Mother. There is so 
it just people are so uptight. And does the oh person gosh. who wrote this like want the men to be sexualized as well? Is that right? Or do you, you know, just want nothing sexy yeah. about Halloween? You're only allowed to dress up as a sexy construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be the realest form of whatever it is that you dress up as. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. It has, you have to explain the history of uh, <laughs> the origins of every character that you dress up as and make sure that you call out any latent racism or white supremacy that's baked into their stories and gosh it's so annoying when we were on dr phil right the, uh for the cultural appropriation episode this guy was complaining about cultural appropriation he started talking about halloween costumes and he's like you can culturally appropriate anything he's like you can culturally appropriate gender you can culturally appropriate from other races through ages and he said on halloween if you dress up as a prisoner you are culturally appropriating from the incarcerated mm-hmm. Which was that part of the Orange is New Black problem as well? Yes. Oh, yes. My goodness. That you are culturally appropriating from a group of people who you don't understand because you have never been in prison or in jail before. How'd, how'd you like to go on. to his Halloween party that he hosts? <laughs> like, what do you even do? You just I, beat up white supremacist effigies and, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you show, you show up and fill out a questionnaire about how you got to your costume and the history behind yeah. it. And then each person does a presentation about it. <laughs> yeah, everybody scrutinizes and finds the problems in why your your costume is problematic. <laughs> it sounds like a delightful way to celebrate the holiday. Uh, ethnicity and origin. I'm white. Ethnicity and origin of costume. Also white. <coughs> All right, come on in, buddy. Have a great time. Also, make sure to eat foods that are only from your culture and uh, have a great time. Oh yeah, you got to get down to the snacks at these Halloween. <laughs> parties too is everything you know indigenous accredited and the original culture that discovered the cuisine is that credited properly it's actually a little note card Uh, that he wrote of the wikipedia page of every single dish that he got for his party so mm, we're covered there well done all you have to do is say praise before you eat and uh (laughs) we're moving on from there one more note on the sexist thing before i actually am offended by a sexist costume that i've seen recently and that is is that? that of uh this Viral trans TikTok star Dylan Mulvaney. He's been dressing up as a woman um, and like telling the president how uh, about women's issues in America and stuff like that. And yeah. that's an offensive sexist costume. In you my opinion. know what? Actually, we should pull up the receipts for that because this is a real deal. Holy field thing that happened. <laughs> and uh, it didn't even happen on Halloween, which is interesting. So State should have- let's look at this. Let's look at some appropriation. Here we go. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong. Do you think. <laughs> great, great answer, by the way. But this looks a whole lot like a costume of a woman. But Is hey, it not? But hey, everybody's allowed to do it, right? We're allowed to do it in our normal, in our normal everyday lives. But you better not do it on, on, uh, on, on Halloween. You better not, or you're done for. Or the teacher with the, who had the giant fake boobs that was teaching. That's not a costume. Right. That's offensive. Nope. It's fine. That's who they are. I don't know what you're talking about. All I see is a woman sitting in front of me. Hmm. Next one. Anything that uses stereotypes and actually called out Taylor Swift, which I think is so funny because <laughs> Taylor Swift did like would do these like urban joke type type things back in the day. She no longer does them because she's woke with a 
capital W, but don't use dumb stereotypes to make a costume. More often than not, these those stereotypes have real-life consequences. There's nothing cute or quirky about a white girl dressing up in clothing that she thinks is gangster or urban or thuggish, especially when you consider how different black men are viewed and treated for wearing the same things. I think it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It's the juxtaposition of like, she's so not hip hop at all. Exactly. And that's why it's funny. Again, it's it's funny. It's a little bit of, it's honestly a little bit of self-awareness on her part to like be leaning into how silly that is. Exactly. I don't know if you guys, she, what did Taylor Swift make that it was like a, she made this like parody of her song Love Story that was like a thug rap parody of her Love Story song. Obviously not the choice that I would make, but I think that's hilarious. And it's more hilarious like to to look at her try to do that and be so lame trying to act like a cool hip hop artist than it is a joke on behalf of black people or at their own expense. Do people not get that? Because whatever next one cultural appropriation of course you can't wear anything from a different culture even though people from that culture typically don't care uh by and large people from that culture don't care unless they are just obsessed with victimhood culture which we have a series of videos where we explore the topic of cultural appropriation where will like goes around to uh college campuses wearing a sombrero is like can i wear this and all the college kids are offended and then he goes to uh actual hispanics and says are you offended by me wearing this sombrero and they're like no i think that's awesome (laughs) keep wearing it also buy more stuff from our culture and do your thing because we think it's cool yeah but the white students at those campuses are very offended and it's very harmful to them yes it just hurts their hearts and they're going to think about that for the rest of their days anything that's sexualizing or fetishizing We already talked about this. Uh, Women, don't lie to yourselves. Like there are even just uber feminists who I know in my life love to dress slutty, slutty on Halloween. So choose a different battle, man, because nobody. It's so crazy that we're like, don't don't sexualize women and don't wear it. You're sexualizing yourself. You're the one who puts on the costume. Like nobody forced you to put on the costume. Nobody men are not the the drivers of Halloween costumes. Who do you think is tailoring and creating Halloween costumes? It's not some man sitting there and seems just in a costume. Obviously, these are happening in like factories now that we have Party City and all this and Spirit Halloween and all this stuff. But it's not men making that stuff. It's women who are creating the designs and the patterns for these costumes. And it's women going, yeah, I think it would be great to have a slutty Mario costume. And what do you know? Girls buy it. I've seen slutty everything. There's not something that has not been slutified. And it's because women do it. Yeah, they show up in the stores because there's demand for them. And that demand is not driven by patriarchal men who are like, ooh, I want to put these in the stores and may force the women to buy them like you do that. It reminds me of the discussion we had of our special victim of the week, uh, Meghan Markle, (laughs) who was on the podcast complaining that she was objectified when she was a model on Deal or no deal. Yeah. A job that she voluntarily agreed to be a model on. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh duh. And that was your whole point. It's like, you're you're complaining about being sexualized, but you sexualize yourself. But right. you you voluntarily took that role. I'm not judging you for taking that role. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. Just like it's fine if you want to dress up in a certain way for Halloween. Uh, but to pretend like this is inherently problematic or that there's some patriarchal uh, power that's causing 
that's driving women to fetishize themselves or something like that is just it's just BS. BS. The job description on Deal or No Deal for those models is literally be hot. That's your entire. Can you walk in heels? And can you be hot? Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're hired. Uh, it was a really quick interview, um, but we're so glad to have you on the team. And then Megan's like, oh, I had to rely on my brains my entire life, even though she was in the TV show Suits, which was just her being a hot detective. And then she's on Deal or No Deal, which is just her going. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what's in the box. Come Mm. on. Like, how bad for these people can you really feel? Moving on. (laughs) Anything trivializing. Let's read this one. Yes, someone actually thought an Anne Frank Halloween costume was a good idea. Not something that I'd be wearing for Halloween. I'm going to be honest. I would not be wearing an Anne Frank costume. But millions of Jewish people were killed during the Holocaust. Thank you for making me aware of that, including Anne Frank herself. To trivialize and make light of the pain and suffering of so many for the sake of a costume is probably one of the stupidest things you can do for Halloween. I love that there's a Jordan Peterson ad underneath that. Um... Would I dress up as Anne Frank for Halloween or like Jeffrey Dahmer, as we're going to see some people do uh, this year? No. Does that mean that other people don't have the right to do that? No, it doesn't. Dress up as whatever you want. And if people are offended by it, by a Halloween costume, they're going to have far more trouble in life than just that. So maybe you're doing them a favor. Yeah. And to to play devil's advocate just a tiny bit, there there is, at least in the realm of theory, a way for an, an Anne Frank costume to be something that is innocently conceived of and done. You yeah. can have a young girl who is like, wow, this little girl went through something. She's brave. She's my hero. I want to pay tribute to that in my yeah. and by dressing up as her. And as far as that girl's concerned, there's no harm intended or and it's not meant to trivialize. It's meant to celebrate. Yep. And I'm not saying that that's you know, the, the best idea or whatever, but there's a world in which that is... That could be the motive, and it's not inherently problematic or inherently trivializing to dress up like that. Yeah, we were talking before the show, and Taylor's like, what if my kid wants to dress up as MLK? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... How do you slice that one? Uh, I'm like, <clears throat> you know what? I would dress him up as... If he wants to be an MLK, dress up as MLK. I actually... Not only do I think that's hilarious because kids have no concept of race, so it's just like the cutest thing. Uh Have you seen the video of... The like the black kid who who goes to school and he goes and he gets his hair like a nice cut with a nice little fade and he goes to school and then the white kid's like he goes and gets his hair the same little cut the same fade and he shows up to school and they take a picture together and the kid's like mom you were we're twins and it's like <laughs> this dark black kid and this super pale white kid and they're just smiling. <laughs> I think that's adorable. And it's because kids don't conceptualize that sort of stuff. They might see MLK and be like, oh, he's darker than me. But they don't perceive it as being anything meaningful. They're just like, MLK is really cool and I want to be MLK. Right. Well, the first part of that conversation was about if I had a daughter that wanted to dress up as, what's the princess and the frog? Uh, uh, Tiana. Tiana. Mm -hmm. From that. Like, is that okay? And we kind of agreed that. Yes, it would be. And then we were like, well, what about the, the skin color component? And I don't care. Yeah. And I think that we kind of landed on, well, the point is the, the princess is about her character and stuff first, mm-hmm. not the color. So to darken the skin or whatever would just emphasize that skin color matters. Sure. And so I wouldn't see the need to do that. For Then we got into the MLK discussion because it was like, well, his achievements were specifically related to his 
race. So you know, with yeah. the dressing up, do you have to add the race component in, Dude, in there? But it seems like pretty uh, spicy territory. To see a little white boy dressed up as MLK <laughs> and like cheesing as hard as possible, like so happy to be dressed up as Martin Luther King, I think that's the cutest, most hilarious thing ever. I think that's adorable. I'm glad you think so. Other people would see that and just like their blood would boil, oh smoke coming out of the ears. I think that is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there and let, let the audience decide. But yeah, yeah it's an but then it's one. like, okay, what if your kid wants to dress up as a cartoon character? Like, I don't know, like Princess Bubblegum, who's like a pink character from Adventure Time. You're going to want to paint your kid pink for that or you're not going to understand what the character is. I don't see why it's any different for, for any other character. So yeah. show your friends this clip of me, a half black person, saying it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and you guys can use this on Halloween if your kids want to dress up as Martin Luther King. And if your kids want to dress up as Martin Luther King, I want a picture and I want it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, what if your white kid wants to dress up like Little Bill? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all for it. I That's think great. it's so interesting because my... My first reaction when hearing this makes me go, oh, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe you shouldn't do it. And it's only because culturally we've grown so sensitive to people doing these things and just created so much of an uproar about it that you feel like, oh, maybe I should feel some type of way about it because other people feel some type of way about it. But now I'm like, no, I don't feel anything. In fact, I encourage it. And I think that's cool. So dress your little white kids up like Martin Luther <laughs> King and little Bill. <laughs> uh. A little white kid... I just can't get over it. A little white kid dressed as Martin Luther King doing the I Have a Dream speech. The little mustache. Oh, little yeah, little mustache. <laughs> oh my gosh, so yes. Funny. You could like have a little podium that's built into the costume that he walks around with and he's just always behind the podium and the podium is the candy bag. Wow. Guys, just I need to have there. a kid just to execute it. <laughs> just to execute this. Someone in the audience do it. Send us a picture. <laughs> Please. Oh my gosh. I would die of laughter. That is hilarious. Okay. Next one. Anything that mocks someone's gender identity. Okay. A trans person's gender identity and their appearance, no matter where they are in their transition, should never be subject of a Halloween costume. You're in for a rude awakening. There's going to be a lot of men dressing up like Leah Thomas this year. Mm. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way there's not. It looks like this one was, uh, what, got to be Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I, I the bet. The wig and the track suit, gold medals. Get over yourself. Oh, my gosh. Why are you so sensitive? I just can't. And Yeah. Again. You're not ready for the world. The whole drag movement. It's totally fine for men to make a mockery of, of women or dress up in woman face. Yep. And that's not offensive. But Right. Let's let's go back, guys. This is States okay. States should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care. That's okay. Dylan making TikTok videos where he puts on heels and a little tube top and shorts shorts and, and trances around in nature going, these are my hiking heels. That's fine. That's okay. That's exploring girlhood. But a little kid dressed up as MLK is cultural appropriation. <laughs> There's something wrong in this country. Anyways, <clears throat> I have a dream that little white kids will be able to dress up as Princess Jasmine and walk hand in hand with little black kids dressed up as, I don't know, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so inspirational. I feel it. 
I'm feeling so uh. inspired by this. And if you're worried as a parent, there's also parents' guides about being less offensive on Halloween, which we will just quickly run through and see if there's little spark notes. Tribal markings, headdresses, and turbans are inappropriate for Halloween costumes attire. Don't put that on your child. Do your due diligence to understand what is harmful. There was actually one little spot in here. It's right above mm-hmm. where, uh, number two. Mm-hmm. It's the last paragraph before number two. It says, as a native, they had like a Hawaiian person chime in on this. Yeah. And she said, as a native Hawaiian, I am not personally offended by children dressing up as Moana, beca- not only because I think the values the character demonstrates are a positive representation of Pacific Islanders and our wayfinding history, but also because she portrays positive attributes of bravery, curiosity, strength, creativity, and aloha. It's like wow, great reason. attitude there, right? Yeah. And then so great to hear um, these are attributes I would like all children to have. I also think it's an opportunity for our island kids to see other ethnicities appreciating our cultures, normalizing our languages and honoring our values. So, again, you're by by creating all these boundaries and rules, you're not letting other you're not letting those, you know, melting pot sort of interactions happen where it's like you can pay tribute to my culture. I can pay tribute to yours. Everyone's culture is is equal before God, has inherently awesome, creative, unique things about mm-hmm. it. And we should celebrate those. Celebrate. That's diversity. That's celebrating diversity. Creating all these rigid rules and policing each other is the opposite of encouraging diversity and melting pot and, and letting people relate to one another on a human level and celebrating the fact that we're all humans. Uh, instead, it's it's creating rules and it's dividing and it. And it right. has the opposite of intended effects. So anyway, I just want to call that out. Like are white people, are like white French people supposed to get offended when white Irish people dress up as French characters? Is that how far we're going to go with this? Like where where are the lines drawn? And it happens to be that the lines are drawn that only white people can be offenders here and nobody else can. And that's really it. It's really as simple as that. And they don't really care about the principle behind what they're saying. They don't really care about cultures. They're just making uh, up a problem because we want white people to feel bad about the choices that they make. Number three, use caution with historical figures. Interesting. Number four, choose costumes that are not tied to one culture or heritage what okay and that's the extent of the article so there's your parents.com 101 for avoiding offensive halloween costumes i'm trying to think of just what is the most offensive thing i could dress up for as halloween but i can't be offensive because of who i am so yeah I get pretty much ass. anything i do is offensive yeah. <laughs> what about i i did a tweet last year that was like for Halloween, I'm going to really scare my L.A. friends this year and dress up as a white, cis, hetero, conservative, unvaccinated, married, you know, monogamous male and really scare the crap out of some people in in the city. <laughs> my boyfriend did that one year. He's got an old picture where he just dressed up with Halloween. He just put on a white shirt and wrote privilege across it. And that was his costume. Yes, see, that's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, I know I met the right man. That's, that's how I know it. And he did this before we even known each other. I'm like, wow. That, that is a twin flame right there. Now, let's move on to another discussion here. Uh, and that is a discussion around mental environmentalists. We're back on it again. It's so crazy. It just keeps happening. We had vegetable soup thrown at, at Van Gogh. We now have chocolate cake on King Charles and mashed potatoes on Monet. Alliteration. Wait, yeah, say all that again. <laughs> chocolate on Charles. Chocolate cake on Charles, vegetable soup on Van Gogh, and mashed potatoes on Monet. At <gasps> least they're giving us some some you know poetic yes. uh, alliteration in all of this and activism. Now we've learned alliteration through these mental environmentalists. Let's watch a video here. Here's cake getting thrown at King Charles. Oh. Oh. 
Wow. Stop! Stop it now! Royal icing on the royal family! <laughs> You're barking! I can't think of any of other cake jokes. Oh, me either. Uh, I was uh, trying to think of British idioms. Uh, that works too. If anything comes to me, <laughs> we got royal icing on the royal family, so at least I got one. That was, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Get a little laugh track there. Uh, it's only because I can't hear you guys laughing from home, but I know you are. I know you are. And here's mashed potatoes on Monet. That is aggressive. That's very aggressive. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and super glue on the hands. Gross. And guess what? We're going to pause before they talk because we don't care what they have to say. <laughs> oh, man. Also, who made those mashed potatoes? Because we just need to talk. I, you know, this is probably why they're so upset because this is the food they're eating. Those are some watery, buttery, yellow-looking mashed potatoes. Yeah, if you serve those to me at lunch, I would throw those on the wall too. Yeah, I think the root of your problems are not the environment, but gut health. <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe we should talk about that. Maybe but their potatoes that were used to make those mashed potatoes were not properly fertilized. They probably need more fertilizer <laughs> and better transportation to get to where they need to go on time. They need more genetic modification. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, you know, I say the same spiel every single time, but our criticism of the climate hysteria individuals who are running with this stuff and like the old school people who chain themselves to, to, to trees and now they're super gluing their hands to stuff and putting food on expensive paintings and throwing paint all over car dealerships and stuff like that. The whole point is that a lot of people think you're crazy. You know, they think you are hysterical, which is where hysteria is coming from. If you want to prove you're not crazy, vandalizing random paintings, super gluing your hands to walls, painting uh, car dealerships, and screaming to random people who are just trying to enjoy a museum is not the best way to make yourself look less insane. <laughs> it looks like you need a padded room. So I'm just not sure who's working on the marketing of this and who's, you know, ushering in this new environmentalist movement that just makes you guys look like you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I mean, the point of visible activism like this, theoretically, is to you know, draw attention to something and galvanize people towards your cause. But what you do choose to do as your activism is says something about how like hey this is how i this is the tone i'm setting this is what i want you to support and look if it was the when it was the people tearing down statues or lighting things on fire it's like okay that's the message and what kind of people are you going to attract to your cause yep. you're going to attract the people who just want to see anarchy and violence and we saw plenty of that with the antifa riots and all of that um yep. in the last couple of years but this is like it's just silly like narcissistic performative uh Activism, And yeah, I want to get into the Schellenberger thread because it was, yeah, he, I loved his analysis of all this. So they're talking about a man who, a, a, Volkswagen, a Volkswagen manager who super glued his hand to, I'm assuming the business there. 
Uh, this is not a story that I'm I'm super familiar with, but we're just running off the super glue story, and this is a phenomenon that of course is happening among these environmentalists. There, a lady super glued herself to a chair at a climate conference. You had the guy from Secession who super glued his hand to the Starbucks counter to protest that they were charging more for vegan milk. You have these people super gluing their hands to museum walls, which is just uh, when I think when I get my nails done. A drop of super glue hitting my skin is just like, I don't want it on me. So the fact that they would super glue their entire hand and smack it on something, it's just, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) Just on that metric alone, my own personal bias, there's something wrong with you. You are crazy. Yeah, so you're just, yeah, you're out of uh, whatever the cause is. This is too extreme. You guys start talking about super gluing yourself. I'm out. (laughs) I'm just going to fade away. Um, But here's what Michael Schellenberger tweeted. Munchausen syndrome is a psychological condition where someone harms themselves or makes themselves sick so that they become the center of attention. A lot of you guys have probably heard about Munchausen by proxy, which is when parents make their kids uh, undergo certain medical treatments or convince their children that they're sick as a means of making their children the center of attention. If you guys are into true crime and you've heard the Gypsy Rose Blanchard story where her mother did that to her and uh, put her through all these different medical procedures when she wasn't sick, that's an example of Munchausen by proxy. But Munchausen syndrome is when you inflict that sort of harm onto yourself and make yourself think that you're sick so you become the center of attention. He goes on to say, quote, when research try to pin down exactly what it is in the system that gives rise to narcissistic behaviors, it is clear that entitlement is a significant part of the trait. And he puts the writing that he uh, got that from. He goes on to say, quote, exhibitionist narcissism captures one need to be the center of attention, often at the expense of others. This includes expecting greater attention to be given to one's issues, opinions and values. He goes on to say the fiercest fanatics are often selfish people who were forced by innate shortcomings or external circumstances to lose faith in their own selves. I can't really sum it up much better than that. Um, it, it does seem like there is an air of narcissism to this, which is so interesting because it is uh, done under the guise of, I'm so altruistic. I am so altruistic and I care about the earth more than I care about myself. I care about you and the planet more than I care about anything going on with me. And that is why I have pink hair and have super glued my hand to the wall and have thrown soup at a painting that hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, are coming in every single day to 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 look at. And it's why I'm filming myself on social media and making sure my face is in the camera and making sure you hear from me that I feel this way. It's because I'm altruistic and selfish, uh, selfless and I care about everybody else and not myself. Yeah, it's again, it's the look at me, look at me, look at caring me. about yes. this issue. Look I really care about the thing. issue. I really care about this. You know how you can like emphasize different words in a sentence? I really care. It's not I really care. It's I, I really, really care. care. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. But, but yeah, again, the if, you know, if there were, if the things that they were advocating for were very well thought out and very well justified and we're like hey guys i really have the solution to this actual crisis then it's like okay maybe if, if yeah. you got my attention but when you look into this stuff what are they these people they're they're the just stop oil people they're the uh let's 
you know, stop fertilizing and uh, the the soil and stop producing food. And they're the ones that are actually driving food crisis, uh, the rising prices across the the globe. and it's we're already in a mess right now because of an overcommitment of an overaggressive transition off of fossil fuels. And yep. yet these people want us to just double down in that direction and create more havoc. And they don't have any answers of how we're going to have a supply, how we're not going to have a $7 gallon gasoline, how you're going to power your home. Like in Great Britain, they're having thousand, $10,000 energy bills. So uh, insane. And yeah, and they're playing right into the hands of this uh, if if you believe in this World Economic Forum global elite wanting to, you know, not, not have strong you individuals. You nothing and yeah. be very happy. Right. <laughs> and it's like, and so when you dig into what these people are advocating for, it's like poorly thought out, foolish nonsense that does not deserve what they're doing. And that's why I think another part of it is so insufferable because there, there's no there's no actual, when you dig into it, look at what they're arguing for. Right. They, if we listen to them, the world would be much worse off in greater crisis than we already are. Yeah. It's like, dude, you got super glue on my shirt. There's vegetable soup on my forehead. You are stuck to the wall. I'm trying to look at the painting and you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, oh my gosh. It's After unbelievable. And and then you're just some like World Economic Forum shill who's like, oh, we want to wake up in our government pod that is solar powered and doesn't work in the winter. Yeah, and you talked about like well on the last stream today celebrating PragerU's 500th five minute video, which you can go yeah. check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about how you were so confident as a leftist that was oh, like, dude. dude, the police are a bunch of racists. They're trying to go out of their way to oppress and murder black people, and then that whole worldview came crashing down. So these people are so confident that they're caught that they're of the right cause, um, but they haven't done the due diligence to like really shape their argument in a way that's compelling much less look into it themselves and not and their it's like immediate impulse of oh this thing's happening oh i gotta go do something boy i feel righteous right it's the confidence for me it's the audacity for me it's the gall for me and again michael schellenberger sums it up perfectly here he says activists who just threw food on the monet painting say we won't be able to feed ourselves in 2050 because of climate change but the best available un science predicts higher yields unless we stop using fertilizer which is what the activists are demanding <laughs> so guys i'm all for cleaning up the environment making things healthier making things cleaner and uh, progressing in a way that is sustainable for our communities and our future societies, but you're making it unsustainable. You're literally taking these extra steps so quickly, and we wonder why. We wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> we wonder who's behind this. <laughs> and it's not us, it's not the people, it's Klaus Schwab Davos hacks who want your your money and your, your power and your control and want to own you. It's just unbelievable, but no. You're quite literally advocating against things that are helping people. It's just one of the main reasons that people are so hungry across the world is that they don't have access to the energy sources that we have. Like They don't have electricity. And electricity, in order to acquire that, requires fossil fuels. So you're going to have to expand fossil fuels into these areas. And expansion and creating more uh, efficiency and allowing us room to breathe and adapt creates what? adaption where we can actually adapt to our environment look at other options like like nuclear like wind like solar 
there's so many things that we can do and there's so many options that we have, but instead we've gone, no, I want the most radical form of policy for that, and that is cut off all the oil, cut off all the fracking, let's start with wind and solar now, even though it's not ready, even though, you know, we can't rely on wind and solar fully throughout an entire year, let's run with it now, 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 and then look where we're at, now, 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 we're not in a good space, I am not in a good place, I am hashtag not okay. <laughs> uh, last thing here we're going to move on from the mental environmentalists although I'm sure we're going to have to come back to it because there's going to be more that's happening I wonder what we're going to super glue ourselves to next we're going to throw sausages at Surat <laughs> <laughs> what oh. other painters what other what other painters do we have we're going to pizza on a Picasso <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're I don't know. I'm, we're, we're throwing veggies at the Vitruvian man. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, th- we're, 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 <laughs> I don't know. What starts with M? We're, we're throwing macaroni on Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've got one, and put it in the chat if now. You, if you've got it, yeah, put it in the chat. We'd love to hear your jokes. Uh, I'm all out. Uh, but... <laughs> Apparently, we need to start talking about Wakanda Forever. This is a movie that's coming out or is out next week. <sighs> Can't Taylor wait. Taylor wants me to see it, right? But you guys want to really... see Amala's thoughts on Wakanda? Do you guys want to see my thoughts on Wakanda Forever? Maybe we'll put that as a poll. In Maybe the chat. it won't be bad. Maybe it won't be bad. I didn't see the first. Wakanda. You gotta watch that. <sighs> now I gotta watch two movies. <laughs> um, but this is what a young lady had to say about Wakanda Forever and non-black. Latino indigenous fans. Here's here's her message to you. On a very serious, serious, serious note, uh, not to be offensive, I'm gonna need a lot of you um, white creators in terms of what the plans are to do in celebrating Wakanda forever. Let black, indigenous, and Latino, Hispanic creators speak. If you see an idea that you wanna participate in and you think that, oh my God, like I think that's really good, Stitch those videos. I'm being so serious when I say this. I don't care if you are a white Black Panther fan. I don't care about how much you love the stories. Even if you even use that as a retaliation to speak over these communities, I won't be nice and explain your ignorance. I will be advocating for your demise. I'm not saying you can't participate in the Wakanda hype, but be aware that a lot of the Wakanda hype in Black, African, Latino, indigenous culture so know when to sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and let BIPOC creators speak. Oh, you can't win for losing We're in this culture. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see the man who ends up with that. <clears throat> Good luck. Good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I, I just cannot. I, who cares? Who cares? If you like a movie, you like a movie. This would make me just not want to watch the movie. This is bad marketing. This makes me not want to go watch Wakanda forever. And I'm black. <laughs> and I don't want to watch it. Well, if, when you don't say the right thing, they don't want to center your voice anyway. So Right. So it's just like who... Ugh. This is just a war on white people. Just call it what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just be clear about it. I'm so over it. It's And they're even saying, now she's going to say non-black Latinos and, and indigenous people. So even if you are Native American or Latino, if you are not black, don't comment on the movie. I just can't wait until... We all recognize that there is a black supremacist movement happening right now. <laughs> there legit is. 
It's legit. And everybody's all worried about white supremacy here, which is legitimate if you can find the ones that exist. They're like, uh, I'm sure a few of them running around in the South, uh, according to Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, which is, you're just lame. All of it's lame. Like if you, she's more concerned, which race is just such a, a fluid thing anyways. You know, we talk about how gender is fluid. It's really not race is pretty fluid. You can have black people who don't look black at all. Latino people who don't look Latino, white people who don't look white, black people who look white, all these different things. She's purely saying that if I look at your skin color and you're not the skin color that I view to be black and you're talking about this black movie, I'm going to check you. I'm going to check you in your privilege for talking about something because I don't see blackness with my eyes. How ridiculous and just infantile is our thinking. It is, but when your frame of thinking is boxed in by what's basically Marxism, because look, I don't think this is a girl who's studied Marx and and, and you know is like a philosopher in that no. sense. But there's there's basically two worlds of logic you can pick in our time, and one of them is the traditional like, hey, we should enshrine things like people are equal under God and endowed with their Creator by uh, with given certain inalienable rights, and we should equality is a great thing, and then you have the equity, social justice, uh, oppressed worlds are divided into oppressors and oppressed. Certain racers yeah. are irredeemable because of past oppression that they've inflicted on. Other, I mean, one race, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. They've, they've, they've recast in their religion, whiteness as the original sin. And mm -hmm. uh, everything's in reference to that. And it's all about eradicating whiteness and elevating the historically oppressed and marginalized groups to, and it's like, you get into this, uh, matrix of thinking that is just it, it affects everything of how you see the world you get into the logic of the ibram kendis it's not well did racism occur it's where did the racism occur and your yep. whole life becomes about problematizing anything that's anything that's on it's just equal halloween's for everybody everyone do whatever you want this is about fun sports is for everybody everyone do whatever you want films for everybody it's about equality is a great thing yep all that goes out the window and it's all about problematizing things and oppression and power dynamics. And it's just this insufferable thing. And we call it, we, a lot of it is just what we call wokeness is yep. really just thinking in this box. And, uh, I hope that we get over it soon because it's becoming very, very old. And I think most people are very over tired. Yeah. Just like I'm reminded of on, on the Dr. Phil episode, they had that critical race theorist professor and, they can sound really smart and they can sound like they're like, you know, they're compassionate and they really care about mm -hmm. the oppressed and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're you're just attributing blame. And it's this very like vindictive, angry way of looking at the world. And Dude, you're not you helping us toward. Uh, yeah. Toward being sharing an experience as human beings and being treating each other with dignity and equality, no matter your skin color. It's a much better arrangement. These people are leading us into division and it sucks. Yeah. And like, look at this girl. I was just thinking something very similar to what you just said. Like, look at this. In black, African, Latino, like, indigenous culture. So know when to sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up. Like she's gorgeous, gorgeous girl, ugly personality. Gorgeous girl, ugly personality. Because when you waste your time worrying about these issues, it literally withers you away as a person and you become ugly. That's the only that's the only logical uh, end to this. If you go down this rabbit hole and continue just spouting this stuff out, you just become an ugly person. And that's tragic because that's a beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. And it robs your individuality, too, of like, you know, you all your whole world becomes about 
attacking the, what you perceive to be injustice mm-hmm. and your concern with all like uh, you know these power dynamics and and finding the racism that's in society and rooting it out and 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 problematizing everything and it what it comes at the expense of your free thinking self that could be out there creating contributing something to the world rather yeah. than the tired same social justice activism and it's it's putting your brain into that same box that are that of the acceptable opinion the acceptable narrative it's, and it's coming at the expense of your true individuality and like like you said beautiful girl i'm sure i'm curious about what you know what what are your innate talents? What do you have to bring to the right. world? What is what, your, what is your what is your passions in life outside of the social justice box that you're in? And you know that would be interesting and make you more interesting as a person. But instead, it's just saying f you to people who aren't willing to decenter yourself. So creators of color can weigh in first on the Wakanda movie. It's like, man. <laughs> also, it's like where else do you want to go from here? It's like okay, you enslaved us. Okay. You're right. Wrong. Let's get rid of slavery. But let's do a little Jim Crow. Jim Crow's wrong. You got us all segregated. What are you doing? We need a civil rights movement. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's let's get rid of that. Equal. No, we got to go further. You didn't help us here. And we're having these problems in schools. Oh, you're right. Maybe we need to even the playing field a little bit. Playing field even. There you go. No, no, no. We need more. I mean, we need to be uplifted. We need to be advocated for. We need representation. You're right. Let me get you represented. Let's cast you in this movie. Let's make a movie called Wakanda. Why not? It's a black movie. People are going to love it. We put out the movie. Everybody loves it. Oh, my gosh. No. White people and and, and non-black people love it too much. Y'all need to shut up. Y'all need to stop talking about it. You need to let black people speak. Okay. If we do that, what do you want next? Literally, what do you want next? And this is why I say it doesn't end. It literally doesn't end. The list goes on and on and on and on and on until they have all of it. And then you go, you want more from me? You want the shirt off my back? And then they're like, yeah, because slavery and Jim Crow. Give me your shirt. Give me your lunch money. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like... Okay, take my lunch money. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have another civil rights movement, and then the whole cycle starts over again. And then we have another civil rights movement, and then the whole cycle starts over again. That's literally how it works if we continue on this. So, if you're a non black person and you love Wakanda forever, go ahead and DM this girl and let her know how much you <laughs> love the movie. Make a TikTok and tag her in it, make a full YouTube review yeah. and just send it to her. <laughs> And at her. Actually, I'll take the lead on our Wakanda reaction next week, just so we can send it to her. (laughs) I would love that. It's going to be Taylor Trandall featuring Amla Epinobi. Now, let's get into your guys' super chat. From Kelly Manning, she says, liberals are always going to find something to whine about. Kissy face. You know, not all of them, but a few of them. And they will always find something. Again, if if that's the world that you look, if that's the lens that you look through, you're always going to find what you're looking for. And if it's racism and patriarchy and bigotry, you're always going to find it. Next, sleep is the cousin of death. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, If you told me that uh, Michael... Huh? Oh, if you told me that uh, was Michael Jackson, I would believe you. I don't remember. I don't know what we're talking about. It's obviously going to be a costume. It's got to be a costume. I don't know. Maybe he thought Julianne Huff was Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I yeah. know. 
I don't know which one we're referring to, but thank you so much for your super chat. I should have caught that at the time. Uh, man, Kyla or Kayla says Italy got a new got the new government on Saturday. Mainstream media on Saturday. Mainstream media is not happy about Italy's first female prime minister. Apparently, right gender is irrelevant if opinions are wrong. I've seen some videos from her. She seems badass. Now, I don't know anything outside of the videos that I've seen, so I can't speak to it. Maybe she's committed some atrocities against, I don't know, human beings. But from the videos that I've seen, badass woman. Yeah, I mean, mean, she she had this viral clip that was like, you know, yes to uh, equality, no to diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, yes to legal immigration, no to open borders. She was like, this is what they're trying to do. Yeah, all that They're trying to bring all this in. They're trying to divide you. They're trying to make you not know what gender you are. They're trying to... Divide you by race and all this stuff. I was like, Based. I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'll have to keep up. I'll have to read about Italian politics. I don't know anything about that. It's hard enough to keep up with what's going on on our own soil, let alone in Italy. Sup, my I was dude? about to do an Italian impression, but I was Italian, like, oh, this? Yeah. it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I can barely keep up with the types of a pizza. <laughs> it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> Oh, okay, sorry. Right, now guys. we're canceled. <laughs> canceled before Halloween. Yeah. Sup, my dude. Thank you for your super chat. Do you think it would be inappropriate if one dressed up as a heroin needle and walked around Skid Row? It might trigger a few locals. I don't know how long you'd last walking around. Yeah, I mean, Skid just Row. in general, in a costume. I mean, people are either going to be strung out and confused already, and yeah, I think you might. That yeah, might be a harder a time thing. for you than it would be for them. I will say. That's a good point, yes. You're going to see some things uh, that you might not want to see. But, I mean, feel free to do it if that's... <laughs> Just say, do not recommend. <laughs> Strongly do not recommend. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for your super chat. No message, but we appreciate you. And uh, man, Kyla, Kayla, whatever your last name is, so sorry. Uh, look what happened in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka tried what WEF wanted and what are the results in agriculture and economy? It caused more poverty. Yeah, the country is literally tanking. And the World Economic Forum wrote this whole article that I believe is still on their website about how they're going to fix the economy of Sri Lanka. And then you look at it and it's just like people are rioting. They caused and- it in the first place. Yep. Ugh. Which we need to do a whole deep dive on the World Economic Forum. And I should bring on my friends, uh, Andrew and Lewis from Rebel News, to talk about it because they're great and uh, love getting into it. And they're super funny guys. So it will be a depressing episode, but a very funny episode as well. (laughs) So maybe we'll have to bring them in for a deep dive about the World Economic Forum. And Klaus Schwab. Cannoli on a Carvaggio? That was good. Okay, it's, it Thanks. was a little late, but I, 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 I got it, and it was good. Kangaroo on a Kincaid? I'll take it. A kangaroo? I don't know. People eat, do food. people eat kangaroos? People do eat kangaroo. Well, I can, think you can get kangaroo meat you in Australia. You have an Australian boyfriend. You don't know this? Hey, hey. It was there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one more super chat here. Oh, you have to you have to say the name, Taylor. It's in the chat. Oh, is this it's our uh, Brazilian... Paulo Eduardo dos Santos Arienchi. I got a little lazy with the accent today. Paulo Eduardo dos Santos Arienchi. <laughs> Thank you, Paulo. It says, I'm a writer and my main character is a black woman with straight hair. In honor of my mother, the amount of hate I got for being a white male writing this was hilarious. Can't win for losing. As I say, there will always be something. So just live your life and do whatever you want to do. Write whatever you want to write. Wear whatever costume you want to watch. Uplift any movie you want to uplift. And just... Block out the noise. Buy some noise-canceling headphones. 
Uh, and that's my opinion on that. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show for today. Hope you had a fun time. Let me know what's your Halloween costume going to be this year and drop it in the comments down below and give it an offense rating uh, out of 10. How offensive is your Halloween costume going to be this year? Let me know down below. Guys, please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we go live. That is Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. And join the Discord because we do... Uh, they do a live watching of the show on Discord every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So far, we just started it, so let's see if it keep it up. Uh, there's also all these different channels. You can talk about art, health and fitness, about technology. You can talk about politics. We have debates. We have my channel where I keep you updated on things going on in my life. You name it, we have a channel for it. Even your food and your pets, you can share with the Discord community. And I think we have over 1,500 members now. So there's probably one to 200 active at any given moment in the day that you can talk to somebody and just share your thoughts with, which is super cool. And I love seeing it play out. So link is in the description down below. And again, leave a comment. What Halloween costume are you going to wear this year? And what offense rating do you give it? Drop it down below. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye.